Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tell Me Why. The program for American Airlines team members looks at the why behind the news, information, and all that's happening at the airline. My name is Ron DeFeo. I work in global engagement here. And today, our episode, first one in a little bit, little summer hiatus. We're back. Actually got an email in on that. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end. But joined by Megan Montana, our vice president and treasurer. Megan, how are you? Great to be here. Thanks for being here. Of course. And you oversee a ton of stuff, right? Global banking, cash management, fleet transactions, asset management, a, a litany of items. And you're the perfect person to have here to talk about a couple things today. One, obviously, we have a lot of financial goals this year. But two, some of our most asked questions come in around liquidity, debt, and fuel. Sure. We're going to jump right in and start talking about those. So fresh off our uh, Q2 financials, and of course, one of our goals, you know, returning to profitability. We did that in Q2, um, but also talked about our liquidity number, north of $15 billion. So I guess this is a tell me why and a tell me what. You know, it's 2022. You know, tell me why we still continue to talk about this liquidity number. And then tell me what you think we're going to do with this cash over time. Great questions. Yeah, so you hear a lot about returning to profitability. You hear a lot about running a reliable operation. But we also really focus on liquidity. What we found during the pandemic was having more liquidity gave us more flexibility to navigate whatever came our way, whether it was new waves, new variants. And so we've kept liquidity pretty persistently high the last couple quarters. As you mentioned, we finished the second quarter at 15.6, far more than we need to run this airline. But what we want to do is we want to make sure we have an adequate cushion until the recovery firmly takes hold. When it does take hold, we will bring it down to more normalized levels. We've talked about bringing it down to 10 to 12 billion at the right point in time. When we bring it down, we're going to put that liquidity back into the business and to accelerate the deleveraging that we've been working on. Deleveraging, perfect, you know, segue. Yeah. And obviously, we needed to raise a ton of money during the pandemic. We did. You know, team effort, and obviously your team played a you know huge role in that. Um you know, looking forward, what is the plan here with the balance sheet and how looking at reducing debt? Sure. So when we think about debt, it's three different things. It's committed debt, it's lease liabilities, and it's our underfunded pension obligation. And what we said at the end of the second quarter of last year, when we were at peak leverage uh, on account of what we had to do to navigate the pandemic, but also we made a ton of investment in our fleet. And so the combination of those two things had us at health at a higher debt rate than we'd like to be. So we outlined between that period of time and the end of 2025, we're going to reduce debt by $15 billion, which is a big number. That's transformative for this balance sheet. What it should achieve is our best credit metrics since merger. Um, And then the way we'll get there is through a combination of just amortization, just regularly paying our bills and some prepayments. And so we've just marked the one-year anniversary and we paid down $5.2 billion. So we're about a third of the way there in just 12 months' time. What makes me really comfortable about that is by going out aggressively. We have flexibility in when and how we bring down the rest of the debt stack. We already talked about having a lot of liquidity. We have a lot less CapEx coming our way with less aircraft deliveries than we've had in the past and not a lot of big maturities that are coming due. So when you take all of that together, what that means is we have a lot of flexibility and a lot of staying power as we continue to navigate the recovery. That's great. Um, Fuel, our our third topic here, another one of our favorites in here. Obviously, we saw the run-up this summer. You're talking about how we manage a cost like that. Sure. So it has been volatile this year. It has been a lot higher than we would like to see it. And unfortunately, there's not much we can do about the actual price. What we can control is how we consume fuel. And what we really focus on is where can we be more efficient. We've already talked about the fleet. We have the youngest fleet across majors. That means new technology that's a lot more fuel efficient in how it consumes fuel. We also can do a lot of stuff as an operation. So we work really closely with the IOC, with the operations teams to do things like 
single engine taxi wherever possible, engine washes, reducing APU usage, reducing APU burn. Every gallon of fuel we don't consume is savings. And that goes directly to our goal of getting back to profitability. So that's how we really try to manage fuel costs is, is being more efficient. That's terrific. And last one on fuel, and you know where we're going on this. The question is, you know, we don't hedge. Tell us why we don't do that. It's a really good question, and it's a very timely question. I probably get this one every day. Um, So there's a couple of reasons. Um, And I should say that most of the airlines in the U.S. do not hedge fuel, so we're not an outlier there. But the reason why is it's really expensive, especially for airlines our size. And so what airlines have done in the past is they've used financial instruments that reduce the cost of hedging, and that doesn't work when fuel dramatically falls. So back in 2008, 2009, the industry lost a lot of money. So so that's not great. Um, It also is not a good time to start hedging when fuel is very volatile, because you're more susceptible to those types of moves that could create a lot of cost for us in the way of of margin calls. So we think it's much more efficient to just plan the size of the airline according to demand. um, And then again, focus on where we could be efficient and how we consume fuel. Awesome. Megan, thanks for being here today. Of course. Terrific. I mean, tons of great information and updates. We'll have to have you back on as the year unfolds. See how we're tracking against all those goals. And obviously, if you have questions, feel free to send them in. I'll close it by saying, I know it's our first episode in a little bit. Late last week, got an email in. Uh, Noah Harnick out at uh, TechCons at DFW said, hope this email finds you well and at least hopefully enjoying your summer. Just dawned on me. We haven't seen an episode and tell me why in quite some time. Is there a reason for this? I hope the concept hasn't been killed because it really is one of my favorite shows to watch. Thanks for your time. It has not been killed. We are alive and kicking, which is great news. I know our DBA producer is going to get some. Uh, tell me why gear out to you. So thanks for watching. Know if you or any of your uh, friends have some questions, please feel free to send them in. We'll make sure we get the right guests on here to talk about them here on Tell Me Why. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.